Welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope this message empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. And so um, we want to today take a moment to talk about something that is a pretty big deal, something that really is... Um, I guess throughout the world at this point in time, and it always has been, but it is now especially because of uh, COVID seasons and all that kind of stuff. We want to talk today um, about fear. We want to talk about fear. Um, and the reason we want to talk about it is because during, during times where, you know, there is so much going on, there's so much locally, um, nationally, globally, that is um, different and unexpected. Uh, things are going on that make us uh, question, you know, things about the big things about life and often can actually start to shake up the foundations, the very foundations of life that we have. Things that we, you know, know to be uh, certain or to be stable now has started to feel like maybe they're slipping away from just that. And so today we wanted to just take a moment to ask the question, ask you the question, what do you do uh, when fear comes into your life? What do you do when you find yourself in a fearful moment? What is your response? How do you uh, react? But also we want to give some thoughts and tips on um, how to deal with it well, because we understand in the scripture, God says it very clearly, there's a strong command for us to not live in fear. It's, it's just how God works. Fear, fear doesn't make sense to God. It's, it's not really a part of his makeup. And so um, we want to talk about that today. It's going to be good. So really, the, the, we're going, I'm going to ask some questions for you, of you guys, and uh, you can go ahead and answer them as you would like to. Um, but uh, the first question, and, and this is a, a question that is uh, obviously not a generalization of every single Christian, but there are many Christians right now that are struggling with fear um, that maybe uh, would, would hate the idea of coming back to church or, uh, you know, would hate to, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know, continue on with life as it was maybe last year or, or even in 2019 before COVID really became a, a thing at all. Um, and uh, they've been since then living with fear in their life, fear of the future, fear of just what's known or unknown. Um, Dad, wh- why are there Christians? Why do Christians begin to live in fear? Yeah, I think it's a good question because it is a question that is being asked. Mm. It is a question that's being asked of us. As Christians, why are you so fearful? Why are Christians so fearful? Uh, seeing it a lot, and I'm talking about they as in people who aren't normally in these environments, uh, wouldn't necessarily even classify themselves as Christians, are looking at Christians. They are actually looking, I think, they are looking at Christians for hope because I think there is fear in our world, absolutely, but they're looking at Christians and finding that Christians have the same problem they have. And so they're, they're questioning, well, why is it that Christians are so fearful, and I think that one of the dynamics, one of the answers to that is because we're supposed to be so faithful. And so what that means is is that God wants to release faith on your life, and we're to carry faith in our life, but we also understand as Christians that we have an enemy, and the enemy wants to take faith from you. And so he will do that by bringing and releasing fear on your life because fear is the opposite of faith. And so, um, so we as Christians then have this innate ability to carry faith, but the enemy throws at us 
fear. And so in the moments, I, I really believe this. I believe that even last year, the beginning of last year, I believe God was wanting to release faith upon our, among our people, his people. And often when that happens, the enemy comes in the opposite spirit. And so there's been a lot of fear. And the reason for that is because God is wanting to release faith. Okay? So, you, so, so we have to, as Christians, when there are fearful moments and fearful times, we're not dissing that. I've been afraid. I've had times when I've been fearful in my life. But I know that in those moments, I've had to hold on to something more than fear because fear is crippling. Fear is incredibly crippling. You, you become self-preserving. You want to, you know, you really want go into a bit of a, a man cave from a male perspective, a man cave. Girls go into a shopping cave. No, I don't know. But <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyway, so, so the, so f- uh, the enemy brings, releases fear when God wants to release faith. This is a time when we need to be carrying faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, We are in uncertain times. Yes, we're not disagreeing with that. But there is something about fear that it it kind of like we we look towards the future. This is what fear does. We look towards the future and all we see is evil. But faith is we look towards the future and we hope for good. The good things. We're believing for good things. We come here this morning. We're praying this morning at our nine o'clock prayer service, prayer meeting, and we're praying for good things to happen. God, do some good things. Imagine if you came into a prayer meeting with fear. Oh, I hope it's going to go okay. I hope, you know, and, and so often we, we, we fear more than we, we carry faith. And I think we've got to swing that around. I know when we started the church, you know, church in 1994, when we became senior pastors of the church, um, it was a small group of people, smaller than this, that's for sure. And we would, um, we believed in vision and we believed in, the, in purpose and we wanted to carry that. We wanted to see uh, something happen in church life. And, and, and Nelson at the time was known as the Sleepy Hollow. I think the population was around about 50,000. Uh, it's just about double that now, but back then in the 90s, it was around 50,000 people. And it was the Sleepy Hollow and people came here to sleep, to Nelson, not to church. Well, maybe to church as well, I don't know, but it just seemed to be such an apathy over the, over the, over the town, over the city. And so we knew that as, a, as, as leaders, we had to lead a people in the opposite spirit. Yeah. A, a, we needed to create a place that was exciting, that actually had a dynamic to it, that was uh, mo- like a momentum dynamic. We, we had to um, bring people up to a whole nother level. God wanted to do that. And so we were just simply obeying Him in regards to that. But it was definitely coming against the opposite of what Nelson was like. Nelson's a holiday place. You come here for a holiday and that's what, what we do here. Even if you live here, you're here for a holiday. And that's what it was like. And of course, we know it's changed, changed now. And obviously our church has changed, but we had to come at it with the opposite spirit. And, you know, love your enemies. Right, yeah. That's the opposite spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, there, is, there, there are so many uh, oxymorons in the Bible. 
And uh, they're actually, and it's just simply God saying, come on, you've got to come at it in the opposite spirit. You've got to fight it in the opposite spirit. So that's why Christians are so fearful, but we shouldn't be. But we are fearful because we, 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 we've got to, you know, Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. And sometimes to fight the good fight of faith, you've got to fight fear. You've got to fight it. It can come on you so quickly. And if you give it a foothold, it'll latch on and you won't be able to deal with it. You won't be able to get rid of it until you actually get some ministry and some prayer. And some of you, you're not sleeping at nights and it's not just because of daylight saving, but you're actually fearful. And I want to encourage you, fight the good fight of faith. Okay. That's great. Amazing. Good thoughts. That's, um, yeah, that's incredible. Let's finish, shall Sorry, we? No, no. <laughs> just look. <coughs> that happens every single time. Shall we pray and finish? I guess so. That's the joke, isn't it? Every time you say you share, it's like, oh, we'll finish up. Um, <laughs> so every time. Sorry. For a good reason, like, you know. But hey, this is, this is massive though, because, you know, like I said before, the scriptures do say, and it is a command from God, do not fear. So do not fear, he says, for I am with you. Do not fear for I am with you. It's, it's a big thing. 365 so, times in the Bible. One for every day of the 365 year. 365 times. Fantastic. It says what? Fear not. Fear not for I am what? Everything. Difference. Fear not. Yeah, exactly. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. So, so this is an amazing thought. Like, don't fear. God is here. Don't fear. God is here. Oh, so easy to say. Don't fear. Why? Because God is here. You just, I mean, you, it, it, the understanding that God is in the room just takes a little bit of faith. Exactly what Pastor Brent is talking about. You're replacing fear with faith, declaring over your life, God is here and God is in control. That's amazing. Look, fear, fear creates sides. Fear polarizes. Fear creates animosity. Fear wrecks relationships. Mm. I love this verse in the scripture. It says this, go often to the house of your friend for weeds choke the unused path. <laughs> I got this verse uh, a couple of weeks ago from a friend who's here this morning, uh, but it wasn't a verse. I said, no, I don't think it's in Scripture. And, uh, and then I got a text later to say, oh, it was actually Ralph Waldo Emerson who said that. But it's so true, though. Go often to the house of your friend, for weeds choke the unused path. Do you like that? But anyway, that's... Uh, <laughs> so good. I know, it's, it's cool because, Love it. because, because fear creates animosity and fear wrecks relationships. And we want to isolate ourselves and we want to hide away. And, um, and I you know, just love what Ralph, Ralph says. Let's talk about someone who had to overcome fear, shall we? Shall we? Pastor Viv, do you want to tell us um, about someone in the Bible? Let's go to the Bible. Talk about someone who was in the Bible, in the Scriptures, that was very fearful and how did they overcome it? All right. I get to share. Hey, get a word in. It's hard, you know, between these two to get a word in any time. But here we go. Okay, so I was thinking about that this, this week, about what really stops us and well, makes us fearful. And one of the things is, I think, is not understanding who we truly, truly are wow. is so, so key. So in the, with this in mind, I was thinking of someone in the Bible who did not know who he was. And this story is found in Judges 6, and um, incredible story of Gideon. And just the little background, um, Israel was being ravaged by the Midianites. Okay, so we might feel like we've been ravaged at the moment by this COVID deal. They were being ravaged, their crops were being, everything was impoverished, it was not good. And um, the angel of the Lord found Gideon in the wine press, freshing um, wheat, 
where he should have been in the field. He was in there hiding. He was fearful. And God already said, why are you afraid? Stop being afraid. And then the angel of the Lord said to Gideon, he said to him, this is who you are, Gideon. You are a mighty warrior. In one version in the ESV, it says, you are a mighty man of valour, of courage, of boldness. You are not a man of fear. And then God had to keep on repeating it by saying, I will be with you. And he asked Gideon to go and do some stuff, right, and to defeat this enemy. And uh, what I love about this is that God called him a mighty warrior before he even succeeded in the battle. Yep, he went ahead and he won the battle, all good. God knew the end of the story, but Gideon did not. And he actually had to step into all of who God said that he was. And I was thinking about this, identity, our identity, who are we? When I get fearful, I suddenly realise I no longer am agreeing with who God says I am. It's true, right? I am a child of God. So Gideon had to get on board and agree, okay, I am a mighty warrior. And he had to take that identity on. And that's what helped him push through the fear and go and do what he had to do. So it's the same with Jesus. Before Jesus went into the wilderness, God spoke over him and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He didn't say that to him after he defeated the devil in the wilderness. He said it before. So God speaks over each one of us and he says, this is who you are. This is who you are. You are mighty warriors. You are people of victory. You are sons. You are my sons. You are my daughter. What does that actually mean to us? Do we understand who we are? So I just know that for myself, when I began began get fearful again, I've forgotten who I am. That's it. Yeah, right. Gideon, good example. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, that flows perfectly into your this this second question for you. This story. I mean, like, let's just ask the same question. But can you tell us about the time that maybe you were fearful? Yeah, Tell us sure. About, so considering I, that ident- your identity, forgetting who you are, what did you do? Right. So, yep, there's a story. I have a story. So back when I was in my mid-twenties, and um, we'd been to, I'd been to Bible college twice, um, been a Christian for a lot of years, spiritual a Christian, um, and really, you know, been around God a lot and been with God. And we were with some friends um, close friends and um, over in Golden Bay actually and it was our first year of ministry so we were young ministers and um, the friends started talking about the, uh, the demonic activity that they'd, been, they'd had not in their own life but they'd ministering to people who'd been um, hugely involved in the demonic and it was really freaky stories right like real like you know um, hair on the back of your neck stories kind of stuff and I was sitting in the lounge I'm like going okay I really need to go to the toilet but I can't actually move I'm frozen to the ground I think you guys need to pray for me you know like just your friends um how often do we say that guys hey guys I think you need to pray for me um I just feel a bit fearful I was more than fearful I was petrified we were in a fully lit room it was warm we were friends I was safe and just hearing these stories, suddenly something rose up in me and I was petrified. And so, you know, casual, casual prayer turned into a full-on deliverance session, wasn't it, Brent? It was, Brent was there. It was full-on, it was loud, it took quite a while. And I was set free from an actual a spirit of fear. 
it was a huge deal in my life. And I realised that I had actually got used to this. So I'd been through um, lots, had lots of God encounters, and I had just got used to fear in my life, used to reacting in fear. I'm wondering, I, I know this is common because I've shared this before with people, and they're like, man, yeah, that's, that's full on for me as well. Just any time I hear something, I would, my reaction would be fear, fear. At night, lying in bed, just freaking out and just go really like, you know, you just can't move, stuck, feeling stuck. Um, I just remember it, just thinking, oh, this is just normal. I had normalised fear in my life. I had normalised fearing, uh, feeling fearful. I had normalised it. I thought this was just, you were, I just thought it was normal to be fr- afraid of the dark. I thought it was normal to be afraid of the demonic stuff. I just thought it was a normal thing. It was not normal. And I was so bound up, I didn't even realise it. You know what? And I was like, spirit filled. I spoke in tongues, people. And yet I had this incredible, it was a manifestation that happened. And afterwards, I was completely free from this spirit of fear. And I had to actually come back to the roots of really, who am I in God? Am I actually His or aren't I? And that's a question we've got to ask ourselves. Again, who are you? But I think it was a real key thing for me actually coming to the point of saying, I need prayer. And I need you guys to pray for me. And they were like friends. In that moment, there was no music playing. It's kind of like a humbling moment. It was full on humbling actually, wasn't it? Uh, you yeah, remember it? I mean, it was awesome, you know, because it's a, a display of the power of God. That's, yeah, it is humbling, I suppose, I, but it's just honest, oh, being honest on. and being truthful to God and saying, yeah, I, I need to deal with that, but also recognising it. I mean, as you said, you've had years of, obviously fear had come in somehow, some way. We, yeah, it came in as a young girl, yeah. Mm. So how do you, how, do you want to talk about that or is that? Well, I, I, was, I remember saying, How, why, why was it, where did that come in? And just God took me back to a, a situation that had happened when I was a really young girl where I had really got, um, I was tra- uh, trapped somewhere, long story, but it was very fearful and it was a very, very crazy moment and um, that's where it came. That's God reminded me. He took me back there. And um, yeah, because I struggled with why, why after all these years and why now? And I don't know that. I don't know why then, because there were many other moments that I could have been set free from that. But it was that moment. I do think it was just the, that me just being um, ready, ready to surrender it, I guess. Yeah, so you've lived all these years as a Christian, spirit-filled, yeah. water-baptized, yeah. in relationship with Jesus. Yeah. But there's still this one thing that you had to actually surrender mm-hmm. over. And yeah. that was the key thing. Yeah. You didn't fully understand who you were in him until you were able to actually give that thing over. Yeah, totally. And that's the key. Is that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. big thing for many people, hey? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the, I don't know. We've got um, 40 seconds dead, so. <laughs> Counting down. I think, I, think, I think being aware of two things. One is, um, two, uh, I think it's 1 Timothy 1 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and uh, and he was really encouraging Timothy to man up yeah. and he could see fear on Timothy's life and he's saying look God has not given you that spirit yeah. that is not from God 
and it is a spirit. You, you, might, you, you might just think it's just normal life. It's not, right? There's actually, it's actually a spirit. The Bible also says this, we have a spirit of faith. Okay, so that's the God aspect. We have a spirit of faith, and that's what we need. We need to replace our fear with faith and, and, and trust God. Trust God in this season. Trust God with what's going on, with all the, the news. And, you know, I mean, look, you could switch off to the news, not even watch the news, but there's still an air of fear around our, our community and around our nation, absolutely, and in the world, of course, right now. We're called to be the light of the world. You're called to be the soul of the earth. You're called to be bigger than the problem. You're called to be a victor, not a victim. We're not victims here. We're victors. And God, God is with us. Man, we've got God. <laughs> we've got Him. If He is for us, come on, if He is for us, who can be against us? And I think, you know, just a great encouragement this morning for us, eh? Great, some great thoughts. And, and I think it would be good to pray. Pray for some people this morning who kind of feel awakened a little bit, even as we've been talking, to maybe some of the fears that you have carried that you've just normalised and realise, hang on a minute, that isn't normal. That's not living a faith-filled life. I'm living a fearful life. There's a fearful, it might not be a fearful life complete, but there may be some things that you are fearful about that you would like like to break through. So we're going to sing this song. Um, I'm, what is it? I'm not a, I'm no, longer a, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. That's your identity. That's your identity. Get a hold of that. And you are not a slave to fear anymore. Now, as we sing this, God's going to do something. God's going to reveal something to you, uh, possibly if He hasn't already. But also as we sing it, He's going to release something off your life. Now, if you know that you specifically need prayer and want prayer for it, then just come on up the front here. We'd love to, we'll, we'd love to pray for you. Uh, others of you, you can just be standing in worship and just sense just that fear being released off your life. So let me just pray quickly first. Father, we just release, we, we release the spirit of faith in this room. We come against that spirit of fear. God, help us to be understanding of when, when the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We just speak that over every single person here this morning. And we speak it over our community. We speak it over our nation. Love, power, and a sound mind. A sound mind. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's stand together, shall we? We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what your next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website, annasbrook.co.nz.